Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Let's Go Hockey Podcast. Today we are joined by Dusty Emu and Peter Budai for something a little different for with a little goaltending roundtable. I'm your host, Pete Cannon. With me, as always, Mr. Danny Heath. How are you doing, Danny? I'm doing well. Um, I'm excited for this one. Just a little bit of a twist on, on what we normally do and, and getting away from the interview and diving more into skill development and hosting this, this podcast today uh, with the four of us. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. This is, uh, this is kind of our first goaltender roundtable, um, really diving into the position. Uh, so we're fortunate enough to have uh, Mr. Peter Budai back with us uh, from our previous episodes. Uh, Peter played in the NHL for many, many years, multiple Olympics, um, all around great guy that I coach with here. In Let's go. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. You know, it's yeah. Awesome. Good to have you back, Peter. And then, uh, and then we have a first time guest here too, Mr. Dusty Emu. Uh, Dusty, after a long uh, playing career all over the world, jumped into the coaching leagues and, uh, and after stints with, uh, in the BCHL, the WHL, moving on to the AHL, and even a uh, four-year stint with the LA Kings in the NHL as their development coach, goaltending coach. This past season was with the Kunlin Red Stars as their goaltending coach in the KHL. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show Mr. Dusty Emu. Dusty, how are you, buddy? Great. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. Now, uh, before we get this kicked off, now, Peter, give us a little background on how, uh, you know, on, on how we got a hold of uh, uh, Dusty and your, your relationship with him. <laughs> I don't know if we have a long enough uh, episode here, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's been me. Uh, we go uh, a while back and, uh, he, uh, he's a great guy. He, he helped my game a lot. Um, you know, I have a tremendous respect to him and he, uh, we met the first time when I, uh, had a, uh, got sent down to, uh, St. John's, uh, in Newfoundland, St. John's, uh, ice caps. And, uh, it was, uh, it was, I think in 2000, uh, was it 2012, 13? I think 13 somewhere yeah something like that I was still not 13 and and uh I got sent down from uh playing in Montreal and and I had absolutely a horrible year because I wasn't mentally there and Dusty was uh, uh really trying to bring me back and then uh, you know after that year I didn't have a contract Dusty left and went to LA Kings and uh I just got uh like a walk-on tryout in LA and it was just a coincidence I'm like man this is meant to be and and then afterwards, you know, I, I, I signed with LA and I was playing in minors in Ontario and I, I had a really strong year and a uh, uh, huge, huge, uh, huge reason why I was Dusty. You know, he's a, he's a great coach. He's a great guy. Excellent. Well, that's, um, that's kind of where we want to go with today's episode uh, is exactly what you touched on, Peter. And, and that's why having Dusty here, I think it's a great opportunity to really dive into the mental part of the goaltending position. Um, you know, that's something that I think we talked about in your episode, Peter, that is such it's a distinguishing factor for, from the good to the great goalies. But so today let's focus on two different ends. One, let's talk about the mental side from a player perspective, and then we can dive into, um, mental side for coaches to, to help with that goaltending position. So, um, Dusty, why don't I throw it to you? If you want to talk about maybe what you do as a goaltender coach with your, uh, um, with your players. Well, Boods and I, like he said, we go way back, and we're actually a great example of uh, if you want to kind of delve into how what I do and how I coach, because so much of what I do is a little bit different than the typical coach or goalie coach in general. And I really focus almost entirely on the the relationship 
I have with that person, uh, each and every one individually. And I, I don't kind of cookie cutter the whole thing. I try to treat every person uh, individually. And that's kind of where I've had my success. Why I think I've had my success is because of those, those connections I have with those guys. And I think it's, I'm really happy you guys have had me on because this is kind of um, helps maybe uh, some of these coaches that are, are trying to, um, you know, beat down uh, and kind of do the old school way of coaching and, and maybe bring on a new, new way of coaching. And that's uh, trying to have relationships with your guys. I think that it's important to talk about that. And I, that's kind of exactly what we want to dive into is just what that looks like for you. And I know you've, you've had the opportunity obviously to coach some of the the best that, that have done it. And then um, I want to know uh, just cause a lot of our listeners too are youth hockey players and youth coaches and youth goalies. And so just talking about um, what coaches can do to help those kids. But I, I think we start with almost like what a, what a typical session would look like with you um, on the ice. And then if you're doing anything off the ice with them and what you talked a lot about relationships and, and what you do to, to take this new style of coaching that we're seeing work, right? Like we see it in Tampa Bay with John Cooper, how he's not that like, uh, I'm going to beat you up until you do what I want you to do. It's more like, Hey, I got your back. Um, that way I know you'll run through a wall with me when it's in the third period of a Stanley cup final game. And mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, if you want to kind of jump into what your your sessions might look like, um, even starting with just that mental side of it, like, hey, we've got a session tomorrow, we're going to focus on this, and here's what I want you to be thinking about, mm -hmm. if, that's, if that's what you do. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. It, you know, it's, it's interesting, though, because it, it, to, to talk about a session with the guys that I have – it's really dependent on the guy, right? So it's kind of tough yeah. to, to give you a generalization as to say how I do something because with what I would do with Peter might be totally different than something I would have done with Cal Peterson or, or Jack Campbell or Hellebuck or whoever, right? Every guy that I kind of – I usually spend a lot of time at the beginning really getting to know that person and trying to figure out – it's almost like a, a lock and key situation trying to figure out what that person needs and how, what he responds to. Because I'll tell you what, like, especially with the younger generation, and this can help with a lot of these coaches that you're talking about that are trying to coach views. Um, mm -hmm. The younger kids now, like they're a different breed. <laughs> yeah. you, you can't just go in there and uh, put fists down and expect them to, to listen you know, they really, they don't respond that way. And uh, I found that if you really just uh, try to do a lot more listening and uh, figuring out that person, that that helps immensely for me anyways. So to I, I can kind of give you an idea of what I do, but like I said, maybe we could use Boots as an example. I usually- Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I try to read off of what he's feeling that day. And, uh, and, and we, I, I usually ask them what they feel they need to work on. I kind of might have an idea in my head, but I'll always ask them first because I don't like going in there and said, hey, I think you, this part of your game sucks right now. Let's work on that. Um, I usually ask them, and then we kind of go from there. Does that make sense? Pete, do you think? 
that's how I did it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. I think that uh, Dusty was very good. And, uh, and I think this was a different approach that I've experienced over the past uh, years before I had a different goalie coaches. Uh, uh, usually I had the old school, as you said, old school goalie coaches with uh, uh, doing something that they already had a plan prepared. And it doesn't matter what you felt like a goalie. Uh, they set it up, they did it, and we're just doing on a, we're just focusing on a part that they told me to do it. With Dusty, which was really good, he dissected the game with you and uh, how you felt. Because at one point, I understand there's a goalie coach, and now that I'm not playing, uh, I'm still just a coach, for example, right now, but the goalie's playing the game. So he has certain feel about the game that you don't have as a goalie coach. You can see the game, but what Dusty was doing with this uh, asking me question, what I felt um, uh, I can work on, uh, how I felt in the game, uh, you know, we dissect the game together. It wasn't like you got to do this, this is bad, this is wrong, you got to get improved on this. Uh, you know, he won my input because I was at the, in a game at that moment, what was going through my mind. And he was able to mold everything together with his ideas and how, my, how I felt about the game. And uh, me thinking about the game afterwards when I went to like a video session or after the, uh, after the game, you know, we talked about it. It, it really helped me to uh, kind of analyze the game on my own with an input for Dusty that what he saw. And I think that's very, very important because uh, goalies cannot be a robots um, that just going to do what the coach tells them to do. You know, it, the game is, is very specific and uh, goalie coach all is to help them with a certain, you know, application of certain drills specifically for that goalie. As I mentioned before, uh, the episode before, and Dusty can say it, every goalie has different strengths and different weaknesses. Yeah, uh, You can't, you can try to make a more positional goalie and extremely athletic, and it can do vice versa. You've got to let them uh, thrive in, the, in the something they're good at. And that's what Dusty, without this question asking me about how I see the game, what I should work on, he kind of like um, unveiled the, the thing of what kind of goalie, what kind of person I am, and how, how I play the game, what my thoughts are when this two-on-one is happening, what my thoughts are when the, the play behind the net is happening. And he integrated in a practice that we would uh, strengthen my strength and try to eliminate my weaknesses. So I think that was, that was really good. That was, that was really good for me. So, so uh, Peter, the, was the time we went down to the uh, ice caps, was that kind of the first time you had experienced uh, goalie coaching at that, like in that way that you just ex- explained? Was that something new in your, your career when you started working with Dusty? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, it was, um, and I think Dusty would tell you that uh, he had to kind of completely uh, change my mindset. Like I, like I had a really terrible year. Like I won zero games that year. Like not one, zero. Like I could not win a game. It's and not even very good. Yeah, no, that's 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 not very good. Especially coming from NHL down, everybody was like, "Okay, this is gonna be great." I won zero games. Like it was, it was, it was a tough, tough, tough year. But uh, yeah, definitely. Because until that time, and Dusty can tell you when I first met when he first met me when I first came there, and I was just trying to go out there early before practice, stay late, and I just work, 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 and uh, work on certain things. And I'm not saying that working is bad or anything like that, but, but you have to work with a uh, with a mindset to specifically improve something, not just to go out there for the sake of working. You got to work smart. And I think that is very important. Sometimes sometimes the 
extra work might not be beneficial for the goalie because it's not that he's not working hard. He's just not working smart. He doesn't, he doesn't know what is he working on. He doesn't know why is he working on. He just go out there and takes million shots and, oh, yeah, that's great, that's great. But what is the purpose behind that? And that's what Dusty really helped me with. You know, he, he even kicked me out of the ice sometimes. And I was like, what the heck's going on here? Like, I just want to work. You don't let me work. But, but he was doing it. He was actually helping me with that because I was so uh, mentally, had a tough year mentally there. It was so different for me to like, why did he kick me out? And then I had to start analyzing that, you know, maybe, maybe working without a purpose is not good. I always thought you just work until you can't move anymore and that's how you get better. But that's not necessarily the truth. You have to have a purpose of why you're working. Why are you doing this drill? You have to understand as a goalie that this thing will help you eventually, not just take a million shots, but actually certain parts of uh, the practice and the drills. That's what's going to make you better. And that's what make me think about it, not just went out there to work, but actually work with a purpose. So Dusty, maybe I'll throw this to you then. So let's, let's look at that. Peter's kind of telling it from the player side of that experience. Um, let's talk about the coaching side of that experience. Like what was it like, you know, what did you specifically do with Peter to you know, improve his mental side of the game when, he, when, he, when you guys first started working together in the season he was talking about? That's when I talked about the whole relationship and with the player and listening. Listening is the key to, to a lot of the success that I'm talking about. If you're not uh, really genuine, genuinely looking at that person and listening and, and kind of uh, trying to figure out that person and you're just thinking more from you and I'm going to coach and try to do this, you'll, you won't be able to see these, these problems, if you will. And when I had Boods in, in St. John's in the Winnipeg system, I, I realized really I, I figured out with him that he he had a view of himself as a eight-year NHL goaltender, and being sent down to the American League, I could tell based on on, on these our sit downs and hanging out and talking that he was having a tough time letting it go. That he didn't belong there, and then and this stuff in his head was messing him up and the for me to be able to do that though I have to be listening and being engaged with him and really caring about the individual and I saw it right from from early on that this was going to be an issue and and I told I told him throughout that year I said dude honest to god if if you, you can work as hard as you want he's the hardest worker I've ever had but if you're not uh, able to let go and just go out there, have fun and play the game for the game, it won't matter. You, you can keep going harder and harder and harder, and it's actually only going to get worse. And sure enough, it did. <laughs> it, it just never came together because he really couldn't. It just, and then by then, it was just that the starts were getting more tense, and that year was a write-off for him. And then when he called me and said he was going to come for that tryout, and he's like, do you think you know, we can do this? And I said, I totally have your back, and I believe we can do this, but you're going to have to honestly leave all that stuff and, and, and let it go and come in as like a new guy trying to earn a spot like you're a nobody. And if you can do that, I totally have faith that you can refine your game. And he did that. Like 
he came with white gear with no like he he had no colors he he was just looks like some new guy coming in and that's kind of how he started he like totally it was an unbelievable story what he did he was like goalie of the year that year yeah so boots that's um what i what i'm hearing uh dusty talk about is kind of what you talked about last time we had you on like just go out there and play and so when you it's pretty cool and this is kind of like gets me thinking like man i want one of my old coaches on here that can talk me through some things and do some (laughs) some like therapy stuff like it's good and so um but but my question to you is so now you're making this jump to to la right where you're kind of going on this uh tryout right and you've you've had some coaching uh mentally uh sounds like more so than x's and o's you know uh i mean i'm not a goalie guy but like different pushes and angles like you focus more on like nope we need to almost like a rebirth and so now you're you're going into la you're like okay i'm gonna go all in and it sounds like you did by getting rid of the colors you wore and it's like time to go you want to talk about that a little bit and, and what that was like and then what things you did uh mentally to get yourself to that point um because like coach said you're you're a hard worker you have that piece but how did you get prepared for that tryout and end up doing what you did so it was it it was a funny story because like it's uh uh, obviously after that year i was out of contract i didn't have anything and and, uh i was trying to like get any kind of contract like doesn't matter what kind just like kind of get a contract stay here and i didn't want to go to europe uh, i just still still want to you know play here because as i mentioned you know i wanted to play in nhl you know i think that that's you know give me a shot and it was like one of the hardest aspects for me uh, you know i talked to my wife uh, before i went to the camp i'm like listen i'm going with a tryout i'm 33 years old um i have no contract uh you know i've done some stuff in the past but my last season and hockey's most of the time it's only good as what have you done for me lately like you know it's, it's very difficult it's it's a very business-like game and we understand why we all do but so i had to get rid of all that and just go out there and play and that's what dusty said and when i talked to him that really helped me uh i just went out there and play and i said to myself before i stepped into the dressing room was like maybe this is the last time i'm gonna have this chance you know just absolutely enjoy it go out there play and if something happens happens if it doesn't doesn't you know enjoy this 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 moment enjoy this the present situation you're in you're in a hockey camp you're in a nhl camp you know you have a chance to play with the best in the world once again maybe it's your last chance just go out there and play and uh you know everything fall into place and you know i my mind my mindset was really uh really calm and every time i just played a game and i didn't didn't worry about you know what the coaches are thinking about me what the fans are thinking about me what the staff is thinking about me. are they going to sign me are they not you know what what the other goalies are doing i kind of was able to uh, somehow you know thanks to dusty you know and 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 to like just go out there and have that mindset as he said just go out there and play you know i i you know i i am there that means i'm good enough to be at the camp so rest of the stuff just going to take care of itself you just go out there and do your job and and have fun enjoy the moment enjoy the playing in front of a lot of people, you know, being in the dressing room and doing this. And that's what really helped me to kind of try to like erase all of that and uh, just go out there and play. Uh, Cause you know, if I would go out there and I think that was my big problem, as Dusty said in uh, St. John's was that I, uh, when I got sent down, my worry about was not to play hockey and play goal. My worry was try to get back up to NHL as fast as possible. 
as soon as possible. So the first thing I was doing after the games, like I went online, it's like, how did the guy in the NHL do? They had a crappy game. Oh, that's great. They're going to call me up, you know? So I was focusing on a completely wrong aspect of the game or something that I have absolutely zero control over. Uh, and that's what I think happens a lot of times with the goalies, at least from my experience. When you start focusing on stuff that you have no control over, that's where the wrong things are going to pile up. Like, you know, it seems like, oh my gosh, nothing's going my well. Well, you're, you're focusing on stuff and I was focusing on stuff to not just play the game and have fun and stop the puck. I was focusing on what my goals against average is going to be like. Is it better than the other guy? You know, the other guy might have a bad game. You know, that's going to have a chance for me. So I wasn't focusing when I was going to the game. I was focusing on, oh yeah, I have to win right now. You know, just, just, just win the game. You know, I have to have like two or less goals against, you know, it's just like completely wrong aspect of the game that I'm focusing on. And that's what hindered me from uh, playing well, I felt, I thought. And then when I went to LA, as you said, I was able to, uh, turn it off, thank God, and, and um, just go out there and play. And everything uh, worked, out, worked out really good afterwards. So that was, that was, that was, uh, that was a good little, good little you know, wake-up call for me for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Dusty, let me throw this back to you then. So over your career coaching in, in multiple different levels that we, we've talked about, um, are there any players, and we talked about Budai specifically, but what about some other players that you've worked with that, one, either you, you – you know, really enjoyed working with as a goaltending coach, and then also um, maybe any any bits of it of of knowledge that you learned from working with those uh, with different players at different levels that you could extend to our listeners. That's a good question. You know, it, it's cool because actually every guy that I ever work with, it's you can always as coaches we can learn so much from these guys because uh, everybody's so different. Um, Everybody that I've worked with pretty much has been really fun and, and interesting and individualistic. Like right when it, from guys like uh, Hutchinson and Hellebuck all the way over to a guy like Cal Peterson or Boots or Jack Campbell, uh, they're all so different. Um, Jack Campbell obviously would probably be one of the most interesting projects uh, that I had. Um, uh, and I, I love the guy and, and, and he's, he's like the salt of the earth type of person. And I, he's turned his whole life around and his career around. And I probably learned the most about coaching through that whole experience with him from beginning to end because there was such a drastic change. And I was able to get – from him from this point to this point, if you knew the guy, uh, Boots, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> he's, he's a special dude. And, uh, and um, to, but to be able to go through that with him, I, would, I probably, he would be the most, uh, I, I learned the most from him as well. And, uh, and learned about how things can work and not work uh, as far as the coaching uh, and listening and, and really, focusing on the individual and, and how I can help that person. Gotcha. Is, is there, can you, can you throw out a point or two of, of like kind of what specifics, like if, if a coach is listening to this, mm -hmm. and you're saying you learn, you know, from getting from point A to point B with that, with that goaltender, what were like maybe the one or two major takeaways that, that you learned or that were eye opening while doing that, that you applied later in, in with other. Right. Coaches? 
Well, you know, one, one thing, and I've always believed this, I, even before I had uh, Supi, and Boots will, will attest to this, one of my big philosophies is not um, when you, you're here as a young kid, or, and this applies to everybody, you know, when you're uh, you know, trying to get from point A to point B, what we've been, always been taught is to have these goals, you know what I mean? So we set these goals and high, high level athletes or people that want to be high level athletes have always been taught to set these goals and then you try to go from here to here and then that equates either success or failure, right? So if you don't achieve these goals, you're a failure. And this is where Jack Campbell really struggled because he's, he was such a um, a highly rated prospect that he had these goals set in mind. And if he didn't achieve them, he felt he was a failure. And uh, it really weighed in on, oh, uh, heavily on him. And I learned this about him. And then I saw this in every goalie at different levels. Uh, he was the extreme. But even guys like Booz, and he brought it up. He was saying how, you know, he was trying to get to the NHL, back to the NHL. And instead of, instead of you still have goals, but you go, you, you set where you're at and you work on the process and you just enjoy that moment in the process. So this applies to all kids in all levels. You know, some guys have certain things they say over and over and over and over. And one of the things that I constantly, constantly say is, hey, man, just go out and have fun. And enjoy being with the team you're with and the players you're with and being a good teammate. And if you do that and work on your game and, and just have fun in the moment, those goals and those results will happen. And I preach that with, with all the guys, regardless of the type of person they are. That's one thing I've learned through those guys and, and Jack Campbell in particular that once I got him to just have fun with uh, where he was at and, and just enjoying the moment, things really started to take off. And it, it happened with Boots and, and, and Soupy, and then it seemed to have worked with all the other guys as well. This interview was brought to you by HockeyWolf.com. Check out HockeyWolf.com for all things hockey. They are a fantastic brick-and-mortar and online retailer. They've got everything you need from skates and sticks to shower slips and hoodies. If you love the game of hockey, you got to check out HockeyWolf.com. And for all of you coaches and organizational leaders out there, don't forget to check out Hockey Wolf's team sales option on their website. Next time your team needs helmets or gloves, sticks, skates, jerseys, go to HockeyWolf.com. Get everything that you need so that your guys and girls are ready to hit the ice. Go support Hockey Wolf because they support us. That's H-O-C-K-E-Y-W-O-L-F dot com. It's cool for me to have uh, had the opportunity to talk to Boots a few episodes ago, and he's saying the same stuff that you're saying. And so that's a testament to you as a coach of how good a relationship you do have with your players that they they talk like you. And so I, I think that's pretty special. Like they always say like as a coach or as a player, you start to become your coach or the person that you look up to the most. And so it's pretty, it's pretty cool to hear that. And so uh, if we can keep kind of dropping knowledge and, and shift our focus to the youth kids, but mm-hmm. like you've been talking, I'm sure this will end up applying to all goalies of all ages. Uh, we had a, we had a question come in from Nathan Brecky 29 and Brecky 29. 
Um, and it's a two-part question, and I want Boots to answer one part and Dusty if you want to answer the other one. Uh, but the, the question is, what advice can you give youth goalies to help them get a mental edge? Not only pregame prep, but also bounce back after a goal. So, Boots, if you, if you want to talk about, like, what you can do mentally um, – to, to prepare for a hockey game, especially at the youth level when, when you don't have as much experience as someone who's played in the NHL um, or even high school and college. And so, um, and then Dusty, after that, if you want to talk about, you know, if that guy does all the prep work and he or she's in the game playing well, and then, you know, they get a bad, they give up a bad goal. How, how can a coach and a player both kind of help them mentally to get over that, that bad goal that, you know, everybody hates to see go in. Uh, so, so I'll, I'll start uh, with the preparation for the game. <clears throat> As I said uh, in the last episode, um, uh, especially for the youth goalies, because uh, they don't know their bodies and their mindset as well as when you're older. I think well, the older you get, you know, the, the information that <clears throat> I have right now, it would be great if I had when I was 20. You know, I think this information would really help, but they don't, they don't just come. You know, I think that's why we're doing this so we can kind of give them um, this mental yes. edge that they can, they can explore this because when you're youth goalie, you try certain things, you try to prepare certain ways. And, and uh, I see a lot of times there's a lot of goalies, especially goalies, uh, they're superstitious. You know, they think that if they do one thing on a certain time and they have a good game, oh man, that's, I got to do this every time now. Like I'm going to have always a good game, but then something goes wrong and they completely change their, change their, their things. And they, they're, they're kind of like trying to find who they are and how to prepare yourself that comes with an experience. So, uh, so I think it's very important to, um, to just go out there and, and do something that makes you, uh, doesn't think about anything else. It makes you just, just as uh, have fun, go out there, still get prepared, but as you go out there and just, play i think a lot of goalies um you know especially when they and i can dust is going to touch up on it when they go through like a tough stretch they um uh, they have a tend to uh keep bringing the baggage as, as dusty was saying you can't you can't bring that baggage you just have to go it's a new day it's a new start it does not matter what happened yesterday you, you cannot you know you know don't cry over spilled milk right like you can't fix it anymore like i mean you can fix it but you change that the milk is already spilled. Like you, you just have to keep going and, and keep improving. What can you do better? So, uh, but when the game starts, as I said last time, you have to just go out there and play. Uh, you got to go out there and have fun. You got to know why you're playing the goalie position. You're playing it because you enjoy it. You, you love the pressure. You love to be under pressure situation. Uh, you love to be the backbone of the team. You love to make the big save when that happens. And, and it doesn't happen all the time. And just because it doesn't happen, but it all ties up, if you guys see, when me and Dusty talk, it all ties up even to the point A to point B. You know, you set your goals up, but then if you're having a bad goal, it doesn't mean that you're automatically a failure. It's just another, it's, it's a hurdle in your process that you can overcome if you keep going. But if you just say, oh man, like I, I, I let the team down. But yeah, like it's everybody makes mistakes. It's about the recovery, what you do after that. I think that is very important for the goalie. So mindset has to be just go out there and play. I, I, if I can give like the biggest, sure. biggest mindset is just go out there and play and have fun. Yeah. And I think, I think before Dusty answers that one, um, almost goalies like a pregame checklist of their why, <laughs> you know, like I play, I play goalie my, like before the game starts to get a mental edge. I'm doing this right now because like you said, I want to be the backbone. I want it to be 
two to one at the end of the, at the end of the third period. And I want them to have a shot at me. Like, this is why I'm doing it. And so I think that's solid advice to any youth hockey player. Like, Hey, before you get on the ice, like you can obviously do your warm ups and do your stretches and throw the racket or tennis ball around. But then think to yourself before you get out on the ice, because goalie is such a unique position that you have to, you have to know why you're doing it. Uh, I mean, I know I would never do it. And so if you, you think about that, like, for young goalies, I think that's huge. And I would, I would love to, um, uh, later just kind of just get some more info on like your, like the three reasons why Peter Budai plays goalie. And so we'll, we'll jump into that, but, but Dusty, if you want to kind of talk about now, so now you're in the middle of that game, the, the kid, the kid knows why they play goalie. They're doing everything they can. And, uh, he or she just gave up that, that bad goal, um, you know, a bad angle goal that coaches always blame on the goalies. Um, what, what would you say? Like coach calls a timeout goalie coach looks at the goalie and says, you go over there and talk to the goalie coach. And then he or she comes to you. What are you saying to that goalie to help them get refocused um, and ready to go? Um, the ultimate goal as a, as a coach or a goalie coach, if you will, it is to be able to, um, let go of the tra- the take off the training wheels and, and they so they can do it eventually on their own because we can't always be there for them uh, so what i what I try to do is it's great to have someone like me when you know they what they're feeling that they're feeling pretty crappy right now because of this big crappy goal they let in or lost the game or whatever, and you can really help kind of deflate that and and whatnot but if you're not there what i try to teach them is to to be able to uh, analyze it really quickly and then really let it go and then they're they're like yeah but how, it's easy to say well how do you let it go like i used mm-hmm. to have real tr- troubles uh with big losses uh, i could bear, i couldn't sleep I, it would drive me crazy um but over time i used to use things uh to help uh, build perspective. Like, and this may be a little bit extreme, but I remember uh, I was having tough times with some things. Uh, um, and cause I, I felt very, uh, very driven, very uh, win driven. And it would kind of, my highs would be high and then my lows would be low. And finally, I remember I used to use my, the, my father and my mother both, passed away really quite young 59 and 60 and I used to always draw back on that and this sounds extreme but you can use much more milder things but really in this whole scheme of things letting in a, a black puck for one game which is actually just a hockey game in the perspective of my life really didn't mean a whole hell of a lot yeah. So why did I do it? Well, I enjoyed playing. I enjoyed the being around the boys. I enjoyed the camaraderie. I liked loved winning, winning. But really, in the whole perspective of things, is it is it that important in my life that it's going to you know make me lose sleep and make me feel crap day in day out? No, it's not. And if you if you help build that kind of mindset with a goalie, then you can let go of the training wheels, and they can do that on their own in their own way, like watching videos, stupid videos, uh, fun things. It really kind of brings you back, deflates you. And if you can learn to do that quicker and quicker each day, it's not going to happen right away. That's what I kind of try to help with the guys when they come see me. I do a lot of banter with dudes will tell you, 
about stupid crap, <laughs> like about nothing, but it's all has a purpose <laughs> because it's just kind of getting their mind kind of off the game a little bit and kind of bringing them back down to more of a reality of what, how important really is it in the whole grand scheme of things. Does that make sense? It does. I, I appreciate you sharing that with, uh, you know, that kind of personal insight into, into how you handled it uh, as a player. I think that's, you know, keeping things in perspective is such a, a, a big thing that gets lost in youth hockey these days when people mm -hmm. like, you know, whether it's parents screaming at refs or parents screaming at coaches or coaches screaming at players. And, and I think that, you know, at least in my experience across the U S and Canada, there's a lot of people that are losing perspective on like why, why people should be playing the game and Buddha is shaking his head here. I think he's being thrown into the youth hockey world in the last few years with his kids. I think he's, I think he's, I don't know if which side of the fence are on Buddha. No, I'm completely on your side of fence. I, I, because I, I have a son and my son is nine and I coached his, uh, his, his level. And, and, uh, it's, um, uh, and it's, it's pretty good in Montana. It's, it's not too bad. Like I, I've been to places like, you know, with the, with a big hockey culture, like, uh, like Montreal and like, uh, you have uh, LA, like it's, it's, uh, I understand what parents invest money and time into kids, but they're putting so much pressure on the kids that they, 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 they suck in out the life of the kid of why is he playing the sport? That sport shouldn't be something that is going to make him stressed out. And then if something goes wrong, like he is like, as Dusty said, like he loses the sleep, like he's every, it, it affects everything around it. And he's just, it's just a game at the end of the day It's just a game that you should be playing because you were you were a kid that wanted to play and enjoyed it and loved it. And, and that's something that makes you feel happy. And yes, you're going to have a tough time, but you have to forget about those things. You have to forget about those things and just, just keep enjoying it. You know, uh, I'm going to toss in one thing with uh, when I played in, in Colorado and uh, Jose Theodore got traded to us and, uh, and he had a, he had a one night, he had a really bad game. And I remember like, I was just like, kind of like watching him and, you know, I was watching him and he put a suit on and then we went on a bus. He's joking around with the boys afterwards, you know, you know, giggling. And I'm like, I, I pulled him on a side. I'm like, Jose, like, uh, what, uh, how can you, like, he, he doesn't bug you the game. He's like, yeah, it does. It bugs me incredible. But I learned over my career, you know, once you put the suit on or leave the dressing room and, and going somewhere else to, to make it destroy your entire days and, and and your mindset afterwards is not going to help you anywhere like you got to forget about that game you know you go back to work the next day and that's you're going to work on that but your mindset's going to be calmer because if you think about the game the entire night then you go back into work and then you watch the video as dusty said and so they're going to be drilling you like you know this bad angle you know you have the holes here you know, it doesn't help you like as he said you know as soon as you put a suit on as soon as you leave the dressing room the game is over it's done there's nothing you can do about it. Just just go out there, uh, come back, regroup, re rejuvenate, and then just come back and, and play and have fun again and learn more. But if you'd learn it with enjoying the game, you'll learn way more than if you're learning with somebody just drilling you and like have it like stick all over you, like let's go, let's go, let's go. That's that's it's not gonna work. Yeah, Dusty, what's uh, I'm I'm gonna assume you kind of agree with Peter, and I'm sure you, you uh, working in the KHL and the NHL the last few years, it's a little removed from from youth hockey. But I think that that advice that you have about the perspective is exactly in line with with what coaches and parents need to hear uh, at the youth levels these days. So, um, oh, for sure, I don't think it, it 
it uh, it is pigeonholed to the NHL or, or professional hockey at all. If anything, it's it's as important or, or more important that the coaches and parents start taking this type of approach at that level because that's where the problem starts. <laughs> And we build these kids to have this mentality and they, they, they don't, they, we're their guide, you know, as parents and we, and coaches at that, at that age. So by the time they get to, to me, they're already messed up. (laughs) (laughs) You got the job. I guess guess that keeps me in, in, Keeps me in uh, in work, I guess, to have a job. That's pretty, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So, as we kind of start to close here, but um, we we did have another question come in uh, from Colton Sinclair, who coaches he coaches for the Omaha Lancers in the USHL. I'll have, and you can't you can't. So, booze. I'll, I'll ask you first, but you can't say Dusty. But who who was the best coach you had, and why? And can you? <laughs> How about how about you you answer with like a uh, NHL head coach that you had that you're like this coach was the best from a goalie point of view because yeah, this looking is, this at it is, from like a head coach. I I think this is a very uh, specific to a certain player uh, question. Uh, you know, every person as we mentioned is different, so every mm-hmm. every coach will uh, be different. I you know I've I've I was my coach. I had a lot of good coaches, great coaches. You know, I really enjoy Jean, Jean Cornelot. Like he was old school coach, but he was, he was an old school coach that, uh, didn't just drill you, you know, like everybody, for example, was saying that Daryl Sutter was, was, was too hard on the players, you know, and, and this whole thing. And, and, and he was, he was very hard on me too, but I, I, there was something that I enjoyed. Like I, like I understand why he was doing it. Like I understand why he was doing it. I, I always felt that even though that he was, he was hard on me and he, he called me out sometimes. And I felt like at the, at the, you know, at the moment I was like, what, what's going on? Like, are, are you kidding me? Like what's going on? But I understood after I look back, like why he was doing it. Uh, that approach might not work for some younger guys. You know, some younger guys might be saying, you know, John Cooper is the guy for him. And, and John Cooper was a great guy and he really got on a level of, you know, of you know younger guys like he he makes younger guys work for him because he, he's always you know there for them and everything else and maybe Daryl Sutter wouldn't work as much for the younger guys so it's a generational thing but it's a very personal thing for each player you know every coach brings certain aspects so I think that that is the big thing for the coach he has to understand you know <laughs> this is gonna sound bad but uh, they're they're workhorses and they're show horses uh, you know it's it's certain guys you can use the stick more than the other guys and other guys you have to use more uh, approach of you know being more personal being more you know tap on the shoulder kind of guy more encouraging you know some other guys they need that push they, they need that push to to excel some other guys don't you know it has to be a good balance good healthy balance so it's a very tough question you know Joel Quinville great coach you know I think you know I mean I think Daryl Sutter you know proven and win Stanley Cups you know good coach John Cooper brings other aspects very good coach so there's there's a lot of a lot of great coaches that I that I that I appreciate and I was I have a you know privilege to play under so every coach brings different aspect but as I said before you have to understand the players you have to understand the the mentality of the team at the certain level, like, you know, if they're winning, they're losing, they're losing streak, winning streak, but you know, it cannot be too high. It cannot be too low. It has to be, you know, 
you have to know as the player what to expect from the coach. Like if you go one way, you, you got to stay that way, you know, because if you go up and down, then players don't know what to expect from the coach. And I think it's very hard to think so. But, you know, personally, it's, it's a very personal question that, uh, that works differently because I might say these coaches are great, but you ask other guys, they might be, oh, I didn't like this guy. You know, it's, it's, very, it's very difficult. Dusty, did you have a, a coach that kind of stood out to you that you're like, this is the reason why I coach now? If anyone knew me as a player, nobody would have thought I was going to be a coach. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so when I was playing, there were no coaches that I was looking at going, yeah, you know what? I want to be a coach. <laughs> Didn't work like that. <laughs> yeah. No, but, uh, but as a player, as just as far as guys that I actually admired. And then when I look back at those coaches, uh, took some approaches that they used and, and, because of how they were, were two guys I had in succession. I had Willie Desjardins uh, in, in Japan, and then we, we won two championships together. Then I had uh, Glenn Williamson, uh, who is another, he was like a, oh, back in the day, the original Jets, the assistant coach. Anyways, mm-hmm. two North American guys that were uh, 100% opposites. Uh, Willie was introverted and uh, more of a technician and kind of uh, knew the game uh, and kind of coached the, the more technical part of the game, but let you play. Yeah. And then Glenn Williamson was this raw, raw guy. And those two, those two different uh, types of coaches, I, and we won championships with both guys for different reasons. They just pulled at different strings, right? Uh, but I learned from a lot from them but learn probably more once I look back after I had retired and appreciated them for, for what they did. One more quick question before camera kind of wraps this up. I know we appreciate everything you guys are doing for our game right now. Uh, This is a question from Brandon 31 goalie on Instagram. His name's Brandon Maistas. He's from Colorado. So maybe he's watching you back in Colorado boots but he said i don't know it was a long time in- ago i don't know <laughs> <laughs> back before said, instagram uh, days huh? <laughs> yeah yeah it might have been he said stick handling and the ability to play the puck is becoming much more important aspect of goaltenders game and the ability to act as a third defenseman to help with the breakouts or stretch passes any drills or workout recommendations or suggestions to strengthen that part of the game uh yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I think the game is becoming too fast and uh, not too fast, but very fast. And I think if the, mm-hmm. the team can have a goalie with like an extra defenseman who's, who's very good puck handler, look at the NHL, like, um, you know, a, even, you know, Carey Price, Pecarina, you know, he, he, can, he can really help the, you know, can really help the team to get out of the zone and, 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 you know, when they're on the same page, they can get out. And I think there are a lot of drills, you know, I think just to get comfortable first, uh, with the stick handling, you know, do like after practice, it doesn't have to be like a long drills, like just like, you know, a little bit, you know, do some, you know, do some rims, you know, do some heads up, do some stick handling, but like, uh, it can be also in a form of fun, you know, after the practice, you know, go, go out there and, you know, do some one-on-one with, you know, other goalie or like, you know, just like hang, you know, just kind of like get comfortable with the stick, comfortable with the playing. Cause I think when the game comes, there's a lot of goalies. They're very good stick handlers. Um, during the practice, there are a lot of goalies that have a great hands, but in the game situation, when, when that happens, uh, they freeze us. And it's very hard to imitate the game situation, but it's just the ability mm-hmm. to trust yourself when you get out there. And I think a lot of times, if you see the, what I saw 
as a good stick handlers is that it's not just stick handling on its own. It's also skating and being able to position yourself to make a good decision on the ice. Because even if, you, if, you, if the rim comes and you stop the puck, what happens after? Like you have to know, you have to take a look, you have to know what's going on. Like you have to know where the players are. You have to know which, which way the forechecker is coming. Try to have that, you know, a little bit of like a look before you get to the puck, you know, what is going on and kind of like mapped out. What is going to be your decision when you stop the puck? So it's, it's also position yourself with the puck and being able to, being able to skate. And I think that's, that's very important because like you can have a great hands, but if you can skate with it or like move yourself to the right position, it's going to be hard for you to make the play. Dusty, any, any drills uh, that you would say, like, yeah, do this after practice? It's going to help you with your stick handling. You can do any kind of uh, any kind of stick handling on your own. It's it's really quite elementary as far as as drills go. But repetition is huge. And the other thing Boods mentioned is, um, which is probably more important, you can actually be a decent uh, uh, asset to your hockey club and not be a great. Uh, stick handler or have a strong shot it's it's your decision making so get out in practice work on your skating around the nets to get back behind the net and how you transition from in front of the net to behind of the net and how you you can work have your your teammate or coach you know rim pucks so you can figure out how to pull pucks off the net off the board sorry those once you learn how to pull pucks off the boards in a, in a smooth transition from front of the net to behind the net, you become more comfortable in being able to make a decision because that's the key. It's not how hard you shoot a puck or even how quickly you can go back and forth with the puck. It's how you're able to transition from front to behind and pull the puck off the, off the boards. Cause then you can make a simple play. It's the simple play that, that, that you want, right? I think that's great advice, Dusty. I appreciate that because like, I'm looking back through my years of coaching. I don't know that I've ever seen at, at a youth hockey level, like specifically like, a, you know, like, a, like think about the AD, USA Hockey ADM where they're talking about station-based drills and things like that. I don't think I've ever seen across the rinks I've been in a, a, like a station or something where the goalie is specifically working on not taking shots, but like mm-hmm. really specifically yeah. working on transitioning from the crease to behind the net to get that puck. Like I, I can't envision yeah. it, but it, like I'm envisioning it now in my head. I'm like, it's so obvious that, that that's like a huge key that we should be working oh, yeah. on goaltenders. Um, so I think that's awesome advice for a coach. Yeah. yeah, it's and you, you if as a coach you might not want to give them uh, time like actual practice time because they're like oh we gotta do this and that. but you can give them after or, or or a little bit early and you you could just have your assistant coach whoever just go out there and rim pucks you can yeah. even do it like really in a small section you don't even have to do it you know take the whole end um, it's it's totally doable and coaches should not neglect that. <laughs> No, I, I totally 100% agree with you. And it's an interesting statement of uh, improving the skating and the transitioning is going to transfer into becoming a better puck playing. Goal oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. Like Dusty made a great point. You know, the, the more comfortable you are, you know, but it's, I, I didn't, Dusty said that it's the simple play that is the good play. Like it's usually when you see the first play to do it, usually it's the right play. It's when you get in trouble when you pause for a second and you want to make an extra play. That's when the problem happens. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I think that's great. So I think we're kind of coming up on time here, guys. So let's kind of wrap 
I'm going to wrap this up here, but I think we've got a couple of awesome takeaways for, for players and coaches of all different levels. I mean, we focused, obviously we focused on, on the mental side of the position today and the mental side of goaltending, you know, a couple of the main takeaways of, of just being able to play, um, enjoying the moment, letting it go, getting past any hurdles, uh, and, and, you know, setting goals, but working through that process. Um, you know, so I think those are huge takeaways for any, any of the listeners out there, but let me throw it back to you. Uh, Dusty, do you have any, or Dusty, why don't we let you go first? Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave, um, leave the listeners with? Well, since you said that a lot of your, your listeners are, are more uh, youth and, and uh, amateur people is, is uh, in this section, we talk so much about um, why we play. And parents and coaches, if there's anything you can take from this part anyways, is more you're the most important piece of the puzzle to what comes up the, the pipeline and uh, um, let them have fun, uh, just be a support for them, and you'll see more results in the process if you just let them enjoy the process and enjoy playing the game. You'll see them want to go to the rink more. You'll see them want to practice more. Uh, but it, the key starts with you guys is the coaches and the parents. So that's, if there's anything you can take away from this, this one podcast is, is, is uh, just really try to re, re look at your own self and pull it back and just be support for your kids. That's fantastic advice. I, I appreciate that. I think that's gold advice for, for everybody listening out there. Um, Peter, let me, let me throw it to you. Do you have any final, uh, final thoughts here on our, our discussion today? Yeah, I think I think uh, you guys touch upon it completely. You know, we, you know, I'm a strong believer that if you if you have passion for something and you love it and you have fun, you're going to eventually uh, improve much better than somebody who is just doing it just to do it. So just go out there, have fun, and uh, as the parents and coaches, uh, it's you know, as Dusty said, like and you said, like be a support for the kid. You know, make it enjoy it. If you have if you love something, anything in life you're going to be trying to get better at it because you have passion for it. You, it comes from your heart. It doesn't just come because you have to do it. It's because you enjoy it. And then Dusty says, kids going to be excited to go to the rink. You know, that's what you want. You want them to be excited when they step on the ice. You don't want them to be, you know, stressed out and, and you know, it, it's not going to get, but you're going to get more results doing that. So I think it's very important to be, to be a support for that kid, especially uh, for the youth because sometimes kids doesn't know how to handle disappointment and losses that's what we talked about so you as a parent and as a coach you have to learn how to make that kid um, forget about the stressful stuff but make him enjoy the enjoy the game when you enjoy the game i think you're gonna you're gonna go um, as far as you can because um, you know that's 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 the main thing to just enjoy the game go out there and just just let the kids have fun and uh, enjoy the sport Fantastic. Well, I think, I think that's a great note. Those two final thoughts to, to wrap this up on and, and uh, close out our conversation today. Hopefully we can do this again and, and dive into some other aspects of the game. Uh, Peter Budai, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, man. I always fun talking with you. Dusty Thank you for Emu. having me. Yeah. My, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Dusty Emu. Um, before we let you go, is there, is there anywhere that um, do you want to shout out where anybody can find you. you you put anything on social media or tiktok tiktok like tiktok TikTok. he's a big tiktok guy oh, just, yeah he, he's just uh, started i i'm getting hey i'm getting good look he's at look good. at look at his cap it's dr strange man he's a magician man he's a magician <laughs> yeah instagram the twitter whatever yeah 
But cool. all my, st- if your goalie coaches, all a ton of goalie coaches follow me on Insta. But I post, yeah, I'm not a, I, uh, I don't post drills and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> more the more the personal stuff, huh? Yeah. Well, anyway, Dusty, it was great, uh, great talking with you today. Fantastic conversation. I, I, I truly appreciate you coming on and, and talking with us here. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and. and and say that I'd love to have you come back where we could dive into maybe some of your, your experience and your, your path. I mean, we just touched on it, but I mean, as a player, you've played at a ton of different levels, including world championships and Olympics, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a coach, you know, in professional hockey overseas and, and as a coach, you know, the same thing and you're in the KHL last year, NHL before that. And um, so I'd love to have you on at some point in the future and maybe talk very, you know, more specifically on your path in hockey and some of the decision made, you've made along the way, but truly appreciate you coming on and spending time with us today. I think you gave a lot of just fantastic advice for, uh, for the, for the game and for coaches and players and parents. So I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. It was fun. It's fun guys. Awesome. Well, cool. With that, Danny, you want to, you want to get us out of here? Absolutely. Everybody enjoy their day. Let's go. Well, that is another episode of the Let's Go Hockey Podcast. Great episode. Thank you so much to Dusty Emu and Peter Budai for coming on and doing the Goalie Roundtable with us. That was a really awesome episode. If you want to find out more about Peter and Dusty, scroll down. All of their information will be below. Thank you guys again for coming on the podcast. We want to remind our listeners to support our sponsors, HockeyWolf.com. Make sure you're supporting Hockey Wolf. Go visit their website today, Hockey and Lacrosse. That's HockeyWolf.com. Thank you so much to them. And finally, Gel Stick Sports. Gel Sticks are weighted training aids for hockey, lacrosse, and golf. They are two and a half times heavier than standard sticks or shafts, meaning you'll maximize every training session with a Gel Sticks. So visit their website, that's G-E-L-S-T-X.com, because we've teamed up with them to give you 20% off your next order. Visit the website and use promo code Let's Go at checkout. That's L-E-T-S-G-O at checkout. You'll get 20% off anything you order in the store. So visit them today and get yourself a gel stick and start training different. And that's going to do it for another week of the Let's Go Hockey podcast. Thank you for listening. If you haven't hit subscribe already, please make sure you do so because we love that you guys are out there. Without you, we wouldn't be doing the show. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time.